Welcome to Season 2, Episode 72 of the Quarter 3 Podcast. It is wedding week. And I am your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my best friend and the mother of the groom, Lisa. Hello. Yes, on this podcast, we hope to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. We're going to talk about things that will maybe make you think, laugh, cry, or sometimes all three. So wherever you are today listening, we encourage you as well to join in the conversation and also to share this podcast on your socials or with your friends and family by text. Can you believe it's wedding week? Wedding week. So our middle like son, less than a week. Yeah, six days. <laughs> yes, it'll be five days starting tomorrow. Yes, crazy hours. Yeah, so our middle son Jared is getting married. Mm-hmm. So we have been busy. Exciting. We've been busy with wedding um, preparations. Yeah. this week we have. It's good stuff. So on this week's episode, we are going to talk about living in the sandwich generation. Have you ever heard that phrase? Mm-hmm, I have the sandwich generation. Yeah. Maybe not everybody's heard about the sandwich generation, um, but the sandwich generation is really kind of for a brief period of time, I would say. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like for months. I would say it's just not. It's just for a time where. But not for like 25 years. Correct. Yeah. Correct. But it is where you are sandwiched between the needs of your children and the needs of your aging parents. And the big idea that we're going to talk about today on this sandwich generation is how do you honor your parents while raising your kids and taking care of your own marriage? Mm -hmm. How do you still do that? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Now, but before we do that, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just thought like this whole analogy with sandwich generation, Mm -hmm. that it, it really does apply because it's like, a lot of turkeys, and we ham it up, and there's some cheesy moments. I, I just, sorry, I couldn't help that. I just, that popped in my head. Oh, was, it is like sandwiches. Oh, it's profound. It is like sandwiches. <laughs> okay. Or some sour pickles in there, or maybe some sweet oh, pickles. Yeah. Okay, sorry. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that later. So for the question of the day, yes. we're going to kind of keep with what we did last week okay. on the what has informed your mind, inspired your heart, ignited your joy. Okay. And so I'm going to throw that at you. Okay. All right. So informed my mind, not super deep this week, but there is a book that a friend recommended to me. And actually I had read like some excerpts or seen some of her research in another book that I had read. So I'm very curious. I've not gotten this next book to read, um, but I did read some excerpts again and a few articles by Dr. Caroline Leaf just about the mind and mindset and training the brain. So again, in my world of education i'm very intrigued by the brain and how it works and um her she ain't kidding she really is intrigued by the brain i'm very intrigued yes um psychology psychological whatever um but 
I really think that this one author, she's a doctor, um, done a lot of research with the brain and understanding just mindsets and how we can get into ruts with our mind or how we can overcome things with certain mindsets. Hmm. So anyway, I want to get one of her books that a friend recommended uh, and inform my mind even more. (laughs) So... Along that same lines, mm-hmm. uh, along those same lines of, of in, what has informed my mind, and you're talking about the brain and mm-hmm. and those ruts and whatnot. So I'm listening to the Craig Groeschel Leadership Podcast this week. I like listening to Craig Groeschel. He always has some great content, and um, every now and then he'll have a a guest on his leadership podcast. Normally, it's like. It's just Craig, and he's just like in like 20 minutes or so, and he's just just pouring out this fire hydrant of great content. Well, um, Craig, this past podcast episode that he had, he had this guy by the name of Henner Gracie. Now, I'd never heard of Henner Gracie because I'm not running around in the circles of jujitsu. So this is really, really interesting. You hard conversation. No, I'm not. No, I, martial arts and mm. breed love. Just yeah. this, we haven't really ever missed. We haven't. <laughs> yeah, we've never really meshed. But in listening to him, he uh, he was talking about how jujitsu, which Craig Groeschel also, he's a blue belt in jujitsu, um, which is kind of in that that early stages of your growth in a in in, in jujitsu and anyway so this guy wrote a book called the 32 principles harnessing the power of jujitsu to succeed in business relationships and life Mm -hmm. jocko willink um Mm -hmm. wrote the forward in the book so it's a pretty you know influential book and this guy henner gracie um has coached more than 350,000 students in 196 countries. Um, and he presents the core teachings of jujitsu in this book called the 32 principles and explains how they can apply to all of our daily lives. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I need to pay attention to this whole jujitsu stuff and piques your curiosity. Oh, it really did. And so, Hearing him talk, talk about some of the principles that he talked about, I was like, I want to get that book. And and it would be something that's different. It's not a spiritual leadership book. It's not this, you know, uh, health and wealth type book. It's just here are principles in a sport, uh, which is it's also but it's also martial arts in terms of self-defense and how they use jujitsu for um like law enforcement, Navy SEALs, I mean, a lot of different people. It's not just the sport. It's the way that they, uh, law enforcement and Navy SEALs and other people or pe- people like you or me that want to use it for self-defense. Um, and he uses this to teach these principles that apply in all areas of life. And then come to find out he's used these principles in his own business life and created like two inventions. One of them was like this. Oh, yeah. The, you told me the top invention of 2019. 
and uh it was like really 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 cool stuff and uh, so anyway i bought the book mm-hmm. it's supposed to be here tomorrow mm-hmm. and that's going to be my reading that i will continue to inform my mind with and i may be sharing some jujitsu principles i might go be doing doing some jujitsu on the podcast oh you know what i'm saying i don't think they can hear that no okay. maybe not but might be able to pull some jujitsu with how I speak. You, you I don't know. I can print. talk about the principles. Yeah. Okay. I can talk about the principles. Anyway. Okay. So, okay. so that informed your mind. That informed yes. my mind. I like it. Anything inspire your heart? Yes. Kind of the next two kind of went together for me this week. The inspire my heart and then igniting my joy. It was during our wedding preparation stuff and we can talk about this a little later but we ended up in a a really neat shop yes we because did. i needed um the dress that i had chosen and bought i needed it altered a little bit and just in speaking with the the owner of the shop the alterationist just hearing how she uses her shop as a ministry and really views it that way. And not just any ministry, but a a niche for, for women. And I think she really has a heart for young girls, um, teen to young adult. And you could see that in the people that she had hired. I actually knew two of the girls in there, um, the young ladies that were helping her. And just to hear that, you know, God's given her this opportunity and just through the path of her life and her daughter had overcome some obstacles um, with image Mm -hmm. that she really wants to have a shop, bridal shop is what it is, and um, other formal gowns and stuff like that, jewelry is in there, that she wants to have a shop that just speaks some truth into young women's lives, that they are beautiful and Mm -hmm. you don't have to fit into a certain mold, um, be a certain shape or size or color or height or any of that. Mm that it's it's who you are on the inside mm-hmm. and i just really that just inspired my heart listening to her share she was funny oh yeah um you know just very real with us and just i felt like we walked out and we're like friends now oh yeah i mean uh, i was bl- i just think she makes everybody feel like that i mean i've it, it, yeah it wasn't just a i've worked in men's clothing mm-hmm. shops that's right and 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 Guys would come in and drop thousands. Right. This is upscale stuff. This is, but but she just was welcoming and brought it down to earth. Oh, yeah. And she was a pro. Put you at ease. She, yeah. Her, her professionalism and knowing what you needed as a woman. Uh-huh. Yes. In, in terms yes, of as, a how, herself, as far yeah. as how that mm-hmm. dress needed to fit. Mm-hmm. For your special occasion. For your special mm-hmm. occasion. And and then she was coaching you up on like. Even when I go buy other you clothes. You go buy other yeah. clothes. This is what you need. This is what you can look your best in. And, if so, you- and knowing, you know, saying, 
when when you when it feels good on you when the clothes feel good on you then maybe you stand up a little right. taller and you have a little more confidence right. in yourself and i just again so that inspired my heart and at the same time those are things those are the same messages i want to impart to to young girls when god gives me the opportunity whether it was you know in small groups with my high school girls or middle school coaching or now opportunity with the varsity to be around some of those girls this year in soccer mm-hmm. Those are the messages that um, I want to speak as well. Yeah. So what inspired my heart this weekend or this past weekend was we um, officiated or I officiated uh, Tyler and Jessica's wedding. Tyler and Jessica have been people that have we have been coaching over the last several months uh, through the Simbus assessment and having those conversations. And we got to do uh uh, got to be a part of the wedding ceremony on Friday and Thursday was the um, rehearsal and the the rehearsal dinner and at the it, 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 during the during the rehearsal dinner you got people that will say things and very meaningful or do toasts and things like that and really what inspired my heart is when Jessica's father, my good friend Mike mm-hmm. Peavy, um, stands up. He's got he's got the final he has the final word of the night actually because ain't nobody gonna follow what he said no. in the way that he said it. But he, um, it was like the passing of a baton mm-hmm. and handing his daughter to this man. He said, "This is what I'm gonna do tomorrow." Yeah, I'm. I am. Right now, this young lady is under my authority, but tomorrow she's yours. And, um, and just was the way that he said it was so tender mm-hmm. and so compassionate and so, um, it, just godly. It was just a beautiful picture of the release of a father's authority to the authority and the leadership of the the husband-to-be and and he did it with grace and he did it with blessing and he did it with kindness and compassion and he did it without even shedding a tear and how he did that i do not know because i'm in the very the rest of us we're in the back we're at the back of the in the back of the tearing up oh my god i got tears coming in my face I know. I'm like, how did he do that? It was very sweet, meaningful. So, anyway, congrats to the Fosters yeah. on their on their what? Super happy for them. Yep. So what? And then ignited what? Your joy. Ignited your joy. What ignited your joy? I already said mine went together. I, oh, yours went together. Mine. You weren't oh. listening, were you? Mine. Mine was. Um. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I I did hear it, but I didn't hear it. It's okay. Mine was making the backdrop for Jared and Kendall's wedding coming up this weekend. That was mine. And just we could, trying to make it special. Sure if you do just trying to make it special. You did make it and, and it will be special, honey. And I'm looking forward to being able to have that set up this kind of weekend special. and having that as the backdrop. That that really ignited my joy to be able to do something like that that will will carry on for perpetuity really 
in their marriage. Well, I said it was like an Ebenezer. Yeah, it's an Ebenezer. Or, Not everybody understands what an Ebenezer is. Explain what an Ebenezer is. Oh, well, the word Ebenezer means thus far has God brought us or this is what God has done. And it's from the Old Testament and they would lay a stone of Ebenezer as a remembrance mm-hmm. of what God has done in their lives thus far and in a um, also a remembrance of what he will continue to do. And I think that those are important things to put before us. We have some in our house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it is. It's an Ebenezer uh, for them. And I'm excited that I get to give it to them. Yeah. And then I get to officiate and bless the marriage. You've got to make it through. The- i got to make it through that. Oh, man. I barely, made, I barely made it through Tyler and Jessica's. I did that blessing and that one. I just, whew, mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, let's talk about the big idea. Yes. So what's the big idea? For today, the big idea is that in this sandwich generation that you mentioned earlier, how are we going to honor our parents and yet still raise our children the way the Lord wants us to raise them and keep the priority of taking care of our marriage? Yes. That's That sounds like a lot. But we're going to hopefully help you break it down a little bit and, yeah, hopefully give you some things to think about and encourage well, you. Well, I think from a contextual standpoint, mm-hmm. whether you are like in mine and Lisa's case where you we've been married for 29 years, we have older children, two of them are gone out of the house, one's about to get married, one's about to graduate, or you have... Um, younger children say elementary to middle maybe high school uh, or you may be in a position where you have older children and you also have some grandchildren yourself um but you know you're still working you're still you know mm-hmm. doing life you know you you're not you're not in that aging parent situation um but from a you may be in one of those situations with younger children, uh, growing uh, a little bit older children or adult children, and they all have specific needs. And now your aging parents have their own needs yes. and you are caught in this sandwich in the middle of trying to help your children, whatever needs in places they need to be at, or you're trying to help your parents and the needs that they have. And it would be very easy to let the marriage piece suffer if you're not careful. Sure. Or the parenting piece. Or the parenting either, piece. Either one. Correct. It, it, it is going to be, as we talk about this, somewhat of a, a balancing act. But we think, with the Lord's help, obviously, that we can, we can do a good job. Mm-hmm. At doing these things. So what does the scripture say? What was that verse you put down? Okay, I put Exodus twenty twelve, um, which is obviously the Ten Commandments. And this is the fifth commandment. Honor your father and your mother. And it goes on to say that your 
days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God gives you. Now, that doesn't mean that he's promising a specific age that you will live to, like that you're going to live to 93. That's not what that is. But that is a commandment with a promise. It's the only commandment with the promise. It is the only commandment that the promise is directly attached mm-hmm. to that fifth commandment. And um, it's also neat just to know the order of the commandments. The first four are your relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that is your vertical relationship with the one true God. Then the very next commandment, because five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, the next six are going to deal with your relationship with people. And the first one he uses is your father and mother. Mm-hmm. That relationship that we're given at birth. Right. You know, that this is your father and mother, or maybe sometimes in adoption, um, that birth of coming into a, a, your forever family. But that's the first one he uses and attaches this promise, meaning not necessarily a number of days that you live, but the understanding behind this verse is that you live a full life. You live a fulfilled life. You live a more peaceful, more joy-filled life when you honor your parents. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Well, let's talk about our current reality, okay. me and you. Okay. And what what we have going on. Okay. So, first of all, my parents live with us. Yes. They moved in earlier this year. About 10 months ago. Yeah, nine months ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, they're, so, they're with us. Your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, um, reside in North Carolina in North Carolina they have a place here Here as well come back for doctor visits Mm -hmm. um but um but your dad's health is yes you know not the greatest no well with the exception of your dad they're all 80 yeah or over 80 correct your dad's gonna get there next spring yeah (laughs) yeah then they'll all be over 80 Mm mm-hmm um, except for my birth mom. Right. Now, she and her husband, Kathy and Keith, they're not quite to the 80s. They're just now at like retirement age of 65, you know, 66, 67. So. Right. But still with some health issues. Correct. Both of them. And so the people that are closest to us, obviously, are my parents and from a geographic standpoint um you're not able to always get to north carolina uh really the only time we really get to see your parents is when they come down here and then um i don't get to south carolina a lot yeah right now it's because of what you because of what you're dealing with with um not being able to drive because of eyesight and this sort of thing you're limited uh in terms of trips Mm -hmm. up there uh to when I'm able to take you or Lizzie's able to mm-hmm. get you up there or um they meet us halfway. Or they meet us halfway. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So that is a kind of a maybe a ten thousand foot view of where what our current reality is. Plus we all at the same time. Yes. Right. We have two 
our oldest that are living on their own and mm-hmm. mostly supporting themselves. Yes. And one is getting married, we said, in a few days. And then our youngest one is the last one at home, but is a senior in high school and experiencing all that comes with the senior year and about to take that next step herself. Correct. Hmm. Correct. And we would be technically empty nesters, but we're not really empty. No, we have two little birds (laughs) in a nest. We had two little birds. Right. We had two more to come back. So that's our current reality. So let's talk about within that current reality, what we've observed yes. in the challenges that our parents face. Yes, because their ages and the things that we see. And this is not an exhaustive list by any means, but these are just some just some things that we've observed. Mm-hmm. As we've walked this road, we've more and more come to the conclusion that we need to be a little um, empathetic for the other side as well. I know a lot of times we tend to just think what's going on in my world and how this is affecting me, but they're affected yeah. as as aging parents. Yeah. They're, they are being affected with a lot of things. So what would you say one of the challenges that they face is? I would say one of the challenges that they face would be maybe a a a, a loss of and this isn't listed mm-hmm. on here, but maybe a loss of identity. I think they have a there's quite a few losses. There. Yeah, there's yeah yes. So loss of identity, a loss okay. of identity. Like who am I? What's my mm-hmm. what's my purpose? Which goes to the purpose, right? What is their purpose that can fill their days when they don't have a job or you know, there's or the things that they really used to required do, of them. Or the things that they used to do for, for their kids. Their kids are self-supporting. Right. And doing the things that they do, you right. know. Um, so there's this loss of maybe a, a sense of identity or a sense mm-hmm. of purpose in in their life. Um, now, on the other hand, um, maybe for those that, you know, have young grandchildren and, you know, they're uh, they're enjoying that phase of life, I'm sure. Uh, but in this sandwich generation, I think there is that loss of, of purpose. Mm-hmm. Maybe some loss of independence. Yeah, definitely. That there are just same, some things they're not able to do anymore or that they just they can't figure it out. Sometimes technology with phone. Oh, the technology piece. And the that's live a- streaming and, you know, how they're going to get TV and this and that. Yeah. They just, they need some help. How does an Apple remote work? And it, it's all so different. You know, they what they were used to and the, the age that they grew up in, it's very different now. And I think, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, my goodness, why is, you know, just figure it out. But it's very different, very different than what they had ever experienced in their life to to be able to do specifically technology yeah. things now. I, I think there's also, and I don't want to say it's a fear, like for my dad, my dad ain't afraid to die. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think I think he looks forward sure. to the day where when he does pass away and he's with the Lord and um you know 
but I also think that there is this finality of life mm-hmm. that is getting closer. Well, window. They just from observing your parents, not even necessarily just since they've lived with us, but even maybe the last five years, you know, you hit in your 70s and you there's more and more funerals more. Yeah. that you go to um, from people that you worked with, people that you went to church with, family members, older siblings, you know, with your mom, it's down to three of them. And with daddy, it's down to three. Mm. And even the siblings' spouses have passed on. That's, yeah, that's, that kind of brings the finality of life. Maybe it just draws it into this, you know. Yeah. And, and the more real. And the siblings of my mom, mm-hmm. uh, one, she's on her way, my mom's on her way back from Pennsylvania seeing mm-hmm. her oldest sister. Um, my auntie, who is in her 90s, mm-hmm. and I know that mom and auntie talk just about every day mm-hmm. still, and there's a deep love for those two sisters, and um, I mean, mama still calls auntie sissy. Mm-hmm. That's what she calls her, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they have a very special relationship, and mom was thinking that on this is this is probably the last time she's going to see her and so there is this finality of of life that exists and it's hard sure but we you know it, it i can't fully understand it as you know in at my there's a loneliness that there's a loneliness that, that we, comes along with especially it. if you're losing siblings or a spouse yeah yeah um that is there's a certain level of fear and loneliness that does exist um, so the challenges though, that we face in this life as in our, in being in the sandwich generation, whether if it's kids, um, or our parents, the challenges that we face, it doesn't diminish the fact that we are commanded to honor our parents. Right. Because even though maybe all of this is going on with parents and we're having to, help them more um you still have kids that maybe they're trying to get through school whether it's still you know high school or whether it's college and you might be even if you're not supporting them necessarily you are in some way probably helping them navigate things when they maybe have even finished with school you're helping them you know, establish their credit or get a car or get on their own insurance. Like there are things you're doing with them at the same time. You're doing things with your aging parents. Right. But nothing takes away what we're commanded to do in still honoring our parents. Yeah. That one has no age restriction. That one, that one lasts for the remainder um, of, of your life. And, you know, some people may be listening to this and saying, well, I don't have a good relationship with my mom or I don't have a good relationship with my dad or I don't have a good relationship with uh, either one of them. Um, And the relationship is strained. It is, you know, maybe non-existent or whatever. Okay, here's what I would say to that. Then 
if if you are a if you are a follower of Christ, then God is your father, so honor him. I mean, we're called to honor him regardless, mm-hmm. but let that focus on honoring He says he's a father to the, to the fatherless. So let that right. Let that let be that be your focus. Correct. If you are not a uh, follower of Christ, then what I would what I would say to that would be all right, think about the kind of dad that or the kind of mom that you would want to how you would want your children to treat you when you are in your ages in your in your later years of life. I think that goes for everybody. Exactly. Well, you said to somebody that's not a believer. Well, I'm saying I'm just saying. I mean, everybody, everybody you're right like that. that right. I don't have that. that person in my life. To give some I want to be that person. Yeah. They would want to honor. I want to be change your family tree. Yeah. I also think sometimes God gives us other people that maybe not take the place. They don't become your mother and father. But but sometimes when maybe we don't have that close relationship, whether proximity or just things in life that had happened or we just don't see eye to eye for whatever reason, I think sometimes he brings others in our life that maybe are the age of them. And again, we can still honor them. In their older age. So what are some ways? Yes. What are some ways that we can honor our parents? Mm-hmm. I think a big one is listening. You do a good job of that. Thanks, hon. I think, again, you have to fight against the busyness of I've got things to do and I have to start dinner and I have to go to the store and I have to clean this and but just just take a moment. It doesn't have to be. I, I found, yeah, it it can be ten minutes here and ten minutes there. It's nobody's keeping a clock. That well, she finally sat down with me for two hours. I don't think it's that. But just take a moment and just listen. Ask them how their day is. Now be prepared. You're going to get all kinds of answers <laughs> or all kinds of information. Sometimes TMI, but be a good listener. When you're back, be a good listener. Yeah, be a good listener. <laughs> I think along that line of being a good listener, and I don't, I don't know if this was listed in our in our notes, but one of the things that um, I know my dad appreciates is like when I call, yes, and I am communicating information to him. Like, hey, we're going to be home around this time, or we've got pick up dinner, up dinner, or whatever. And Pop thinks that, or he says, "Hey, thanks for checking on me." I'm just like, "Oh, okay, you're welcome." Yeah, you know, but in reality, I wasn't really calling to check in. I was really just calling to, I was just calling to communicate. And this is when we're going. You know, but he is like feels appreciated and valued that I would call. And that's what happens when you take time to listen to them. It shows, right, that we do care 
and I, they are appreciated and valued, and I want to hear from them mm-hmm. still. They're not discarded, which I think mm-hmm. in society sometimes we think that of of older people instead right. of holding them up as there's some wisdom there and things we can still learn from them. What's another way of honoring? What's another way we can honor our parents? Well, I think um, spending time with them kind of goes with, you know, not just taking time to sit and listen, but actually plan to do something, you know, with them. I know that. What about when it's unplanned? Okay. Yes. We have to be flexible sometimes. <laughs> and, and you know, again, it's that balancing act that sometimes I just can't do that. And you say, I just, I can't do that right now, but could we maybe next week and let's, let's definitely do this, but spending time and, and don't always make it be on your terms. Like, go do something I want to do. Like, think about what they would want to do. Like, Dad and I now are going to have a a date to the botanical gardens. Okay, I know he would love going in there and seeing the plants and the, you know, the, how everything is labeled for the plants and the bushes and the trees and the flowers. He would love that. He would so spend find hours over there. Yes, find something that you can do with them to spend time with them. That's something that speaks to their heart. Mm-hmm. Because they'll love just being with you anyway. I wonder if you could get a See, job at the, bo- at the Botan. I, like watering? I don't know. I don't know, but maybe. maybe. That, he would love that. Maybe. Okay, what do you think? I said listening, spending time with them. Um, When they make decisions, mm-hmm. um, it can be, you may not agree with the decision that they make. And it may frustrate you. Mm-hmm. Your feelings and your frustration is valid, but they are grown-ups and can still make decisions. And so we have to respect that. Yes. And regardless of how you feel about it, you you know, it may not be the best decision that you think, um, but they are independent people. And they are, they don't answer to you. <laughs> you know, they don't answer to me, but they are grownups. So and I think that in order for them, I think it's a, I think it is a way to value and to hold up their independence for as long as they can. I was going to say. Because they're losing yeah. the independence factor. As long as possible. Now, not when it becomes an issue of harm or something. Correct. But, or detriment. But as long as possible, let them remain independent in things that they can be independent mm-hmm. in. Let them make choices and decide and mm-hmm. just be okay with it. It might not be what you would choose. Right. That's true. Right. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, the final thing, this is something that I've always said. I, I, um, really for the last two years, I have, this has been a motto for me is to be patient, to be present and to be deliberate. And I've applied that in my own life personally. I've applied that in my parenting, in my, my marriage with you, in my work and in leadership is to be patient, present and deliberate. And so I think with your aging parents, 
there needs to be a level of patience. There needs to be a measure of presence that you have in their life. And there needs to be some deliberate things that you do um, with them and for them. And so I think that those, you know, being patient, present, deliberate is, is critical to how you uh, navigate through the sandwich generation. And I think the same would be true of that's what we need to do with our kids as well and continuing to raise them that we remember those three things of being patient, being present, and deliberate in certain things as well as in taking care of our marriage. So as we think about aging parents, kids, and marriage, I think those three things are a great guide for how do we handle all three spinning plates of kids, parents, and our own marriage. Well, you know, the purpose of our podcast and the purpose of the ministry with Court of Three is we are we are helping people in their marriages or helping launch healthy marriages uh and in the podcast we want to leverage this to encourage people that are considering marriage or are married um people families you know all of these things and so that's kind of the 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 core of our podcast it's the core of our coaching ministry and while while we do what we do and so in what we're talking about here while the big idea may be about honoring your father and your mother um the the bigger idea is is the marriage yes because first the first marriage is your marriage my marriage is the priority not your kids and not your parents. So say that let me again. say that one more time. Your marriage is the priority, not your kids and not your parents. Mm-hmm. Your kids are a byproduct of your marriage and your parents, you left them to form your own family. They were the four product of your. They were the four product, <laughs> exactly. So, other than your relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. there is no higher priority than your marriage. Right. So, if you could put it into a picture, a word picture, mm-hmm. your marriage is a bank. Yeah. And in banks, you make deposits. Yes. And you put aside your money. Oh into into that bank now the goal is is you want to uh save more than you spend or spend less than you make correct have it in the bank have it in the bank you make deposits in your marriage to build relational capital so time spent date nights um, conversations, um, planning, uh, doing life together, doing special things together, giving each other freedom to do individual things with other other friends, 
Um, but yet coming back for uh, connection and, and community and conversation and you name it, your marriage is what is most important and what should be most protected in your relationship. And I think what happens is, is that when kids come into the picture and we heard it a little bit this weekend from an individual yeah. is that we're going in this direction and my husband's going in this direction. And, and then we got our kids over here and then we know about families that have kids playing travel ball and they're at baseball fields all day long. Or even some that split because one takes one child exactly. to gymnastics and one takes the other kid to a field. Exactly. It is it is a it is a harsh reality of what is happening in in the family. And what the 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 first thing that suffers is the marriage. Yes. And so when you have somebody that says, you know, after four, five, six yeah. years, seven years of marriage, and they're saying, "Man, I, we we need to we need to talk to somebody," think we're getting off. Think we're getting off track. Well, that that's a good thing. So glad you're aware of it. But the fact of the matter is, is they haven't been taking care of their marriage. Everything else is coming. Everything that. else comes the kids before that. And the what seems like urgent, but urgent is to take care of your marriage. Hundred percent. Yes, because we've talked about this before. That's how you do these other things well. And you were saying that you put these deposits into your marriage bank when you need to withdraw. You got capital. And those aging parents, or I need to come over here and do this or that. You've got, right, you've got the room to do that. Mm -hmm. And you've got the support. You've got right. the emotional support. You've got the uh, the time. You, you, you're not you're not trying to manage wounds in your marriage when you're trying to, at the same well, time, trying to handle stuff going on with your parents. I told you this. Children. Because I don't, I don't think we're meant to do it alone so um, we put those deposits so that if it's my parents you're doing it with me if it's your parents i'm doing it with you mm -hmm. we do this together right <laughs> and some things get told no they have to sometimes there is a no and that's an okay answer it is okay mm -hmm. it is 100 percent okay yes because it's okay. The other people, they'll, they'll survive. It's okay to tell your kids no. Mm -hmm. They need to be told no. They need to be told no. no. Because the world's going to tell them no. Mm -hmm. So your marriage is the priority. There is no higher calling other than the calling to follow Jesus. Right. So I don't know how much more clearer I can say that. <laughs> um, but all other relationships work kids, parents, they are all subordinate to your marriage. Secondary, right. So if we'll focus on our marriages and put the capital into that, then I, I believe we'll be able to find that balance you can of weather the helping form. our aging parents and continuing to raise our kids and do the other things that we're still called to do. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Any other thoughts about that? Not on that. No? Well, I was just going to say, it. I've talked to you about this, that it really does seem like 
we were when we became parents we had these children that we took care of that we needed to listen to and spend time with mm-hmm. and help them get independence and gain independence and navigate things and now with aging parents it's like we're doing some of those same things with them. Mm-hmm. It's like the the roles reverse a little bit. You know, us, we're the child, but yet we're doing these things for our parents that we used to do with our children. And it's They're not easy. Thing. No, it's not it's easy. It's hard for both. Mm-hmm. It's hard for both. Which, again, points to why it's crucial that you're in this together, that you have a strong marriage. And it requires a lot of grace. Yes, it does. And some, lots of laughter. Oh, gosh, yes. Laugh. (laughs) Just laugh about it. Have somebody to vent to. Yes. Yes. All right. So, well, with that, let's let's wrap up. Unpaid, Unpaid plugs. Okay. Un- unpaid plugs. Who okay. you want? Who you want to give a shout out to? I have one. Okay. First of all, we've talked about our gym and how much we love our gym D one. But oh, this past plug. month has been Squattober, and I think we both reached some personal goals. You did. Yeah. Well, you did too. You came back after your injury. True. Yeah. Yeah. Lifted more than you had done, mm-hmm. right after the injury. So we're get you're getting back to to that pre-injury, whatever numbers. Yeah. But um, yeah. you just hit some personal goals. Just in getting stronger was what they were helping us do in the gym. But it was for a reason. It was tied to raising money for Chosen for Life, and um, you know my heart is for adoption and birth mothers and foster care families just because it's all in my story um, of my life and I just I love this organization I was able when it first started to be um, much more of a presence in it and a help spoke a couple of different times but um, we love Chosen for Life so uh, if you want to check them out and become involved and definitely support them financially in the endeavors that they are doing to give kids good families and to help foster families. You were at the very beginning of you were involved in the very yeah, beginning of Chosen for Life yeah. and I like, think I saw it's grown. Uh, I think I saw a statistic they've given away over $600,000 yes to foster families or and adopted, adopted families, adopted families. Mm-hmm. So they've done a lot of good in, in caring for orphans. Yes. Really have. So uh, you got another one? Or you want me to mention You can do one. All right. So bustle. Yes. Bustle. B-U-S-T-L-E. Bustle. Like hustle and bustle. Love yeah, I was like, that's a really cool uh, cool name. But it, I think bustle drink. and yeah. company yes. is what it is. And we met this young lady at uh, at the wedding. Tyler and- At Tyler and Jessica's wedding. She was the wedding planner. And- she didn't she did an amazing job she actually had to come in and fill in because there was an issue that the other planner couldn't be there whatever anyway so this person 
steps in, did an incredible job. And we incredibly do a organized. lot of weddings. Oh, yeah. The years. She was phenomenal. 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 Easy to work with, organized. Yeah. She knows her stuff. Yes, she does. She knows how to work with vendors. And yes, she was great. And she's just fun, fun. herself. And she looked like Elsa. Yes, her name was Elsa. Her name was Thank Elsa. You. I didn't say that. Yeah, her name was Elsa. And she looked like Elsa on Frozen. Yes. She's beautiful. Yes. I think the joy in her comes out. And then another unpaid. So check her out. Yeah, so check out. We'll have, you know, stuff in the show notes. Anyway. And then one more was the shop that we discovered in downtown Watkinsville that didn't even know about. Dover, Dover Grace Boutique. Boutique. Yes. So for any of your formal needs and especially weddings, please check them out. And it isn't just for girls. Now, most of the stuff in there is for girls. But let's say, guys, you need like a suit taken care of. Um, Tailored. I was incredibly impressed because I had to have some work done on my suit. And and it was Francis. Yeah. Right. With yes. Francis. And she knew, like, I mean, she knew that my, I had a 29 inch inseam. <laughs> I mean, she, I think she's seen so many people. She's just like, she just knows. you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she just did an amazing job. Yes. And they record your, your, um, your measurements and they yep. get it on file. And so anytime um, mm-hmm. they have great hours that they're open. They will work with you. I mean, they took us last minute, but girls for proms and homecomings and um, sorority, you know, gatherings and Good stuff. parties. It's a great place to go. Go and you will leave with a smile on your face. Yes, you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you will. Yep. Um, so thank you all so much for listening in, tuning in. We are grateful for every one of you. We are grateful for the feedback that we get, uh, whether if it's, you know, a text or a call or an email. We are very, very grateful uh, for you. So we want to encourage you to do a few things. We want to encourage you, first of all, to follow or what used to be subscribe. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to our podcast um, and encourage other people to do that. This is something that we put out once a week, and it's designed to... Uh, like we say at the very beginning, we want to inform your mind, we want to inspire your heart, we want to ignite your joy. Those are the three things that we really want to do and and help you in your marriage. Um, the other thing that you can do is share this podcast with your friends, uh, whether if it's on your social media channels or uh, even by text. Send this along and encourage people to, uh, to, to listen in. And then also give us a review. Um, we would yeah. greatly appreciate any. Re- we love feedback. We love the feedback and are so grateful uh, for that. So, and then finally, if you're interested in some premarital coaching or some marriage help, uh, you can always reach out to us either on our Facebook page or our Instagram page uh, or send us an email and we will certainly be glad to follow up with you and help you in your uh, marriage. So, just know we love you and are grateful for you. Yes, and we hope you have a great week. And remember that two are better than one, and a quarter of three strands is not easily broken. Easily broken.